Are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. A lot of American families are struggling under the complexity and the weight of the tax code. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I understand the white flash is running just a little late. Who? Another just belt issue? He said it. <laughs> no, he said it, it, it'd be close. Perhaps Cue he's the... suffering under the weight and complexity of the tax code. That could be. Perhaps he's queuing up the yeah. Benny Hill theme as he runs around, pants at ankles. Yes. At double speed. Yes. Live from Studio C, senor, deep within the dirty, stinging bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. Live and in color this Thursday, September the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2017. Thank you for joining us. This morning, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the IRS. And they're grubby, grubby, greedy, greedy mitts reaching deep within our po- some pockets, not all, some pockets. All right. And pulling out the pork that the hogs of Washington, D.C. exist on day after day. Damn them. I say damn them. We'll be talking about the uh, effort at tax reform, among other things, coming up. Also, honorary general manager, the great Hugh Hefner, revolutionary publishing genius who discovered... That if women take their clothes off, men like to look at them. What? Yeah. He actually invented that. So God bless him (laughs) and his discovery. Let's stick to our motto, our approach of studying the world. Study the world. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Let's study, study, study the world. Yeah, study the world. Hey, now. (laughs) Careful. He's a disengaged employee. Did you open the door, Michael? Hey, look, everybody, it's Jack. I got here late because I left late. <laughs> oh, well. That's why. That's the reason. 
So did you already break down the tax thing? Uh, yeah. And you already talked 100%. about how Roy Moore doesn't know uh, what Doc is? You already did that? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. we did so you that. You covered we all that over, stuff. That's right. And wow. uh, the suspension of the Jones Act in uh, Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Talked about that. Who is our general manager? I'll bet I have a guess. Uh, the IRS and Hugh Hefner. And Hugh Hefner. Yeah. I haven't heard anything but glowing reviews of Hugh Hefner on the uh, the news, which is surprising to me. Nobody's going to mention that for the last like forty years of his wife life, he just sexes up practically children because he convinces these sad people with a bad home life that they're going to become stars. Is nobody's going to mention that about Hugh Hefner? Just what a great publisher I, he was. I'm not convinced that he spent like four, 40, 40 years as an old man laying in bed having sex with nineteen year olds. Where do you want him to lay and have sex with 19-year-olds? Because they think they're going to become stars. The man isn't even cold. Listen to you. Discri- to, 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 too soon. He's too a s- publishing innovator. Too soon to point out he's a scumbag? That's too soon? When's it too soon for that? I'm pretty sure he just hired the hottest hospice workers he could find. <laughs> and they were, it was just all a ruse to, to perpetuate his image of, of some sort of virile man. We've talked to Playboy bunnies who have told us that, yeah, you, have to, you had to have sex with Hefner if you were going to get anywhere in the whole thing. Yep. He's like 85 years old and you're 19. Ew, how do you do that? Do you just like close your eyes and hope for the best or what? Stare at the ceiling and think of England. (laughs) As the old saying goes. Let's introduce everybody. It's an old saying, Sean. Don't make that face. Read a book. (laughs) Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michael Angelo. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Uh, I'll make it short and simple. Hugh Hefner, breast in peace. Ah, good one. Yeah, there's tons of them on Twitter, you know, all these different... Stay up late last night coming up with that one? I did. <laughs> of course, the other side of it is dopes who just talk about it being a nudie magazine and don't recognize it as being one of the greatest magazines that's ever existed, even if you took the boobs out of it for, for you know, fiction or interviews or anything. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well uh, as I continue to enjoy this current season of South Park. Uh, I am fascinated in the transition, very similar to The Simpsons, how the initial hook was the, 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 the kid. It was Bart from The Simpsons. But after over time, yep. Homer was by far my favorite character. I thought he was the he was the crux of all the funniest things. Very similarly, South Park 2, one uh, father of Stan Marsh, uh, Randy Marsh, has become just a, a, a perfect television character. Just always getting caught up in the latest trends. I have a little example when we start the show officially <laughs> oh, at Mark. But, but, oh, God, he's so funny. <laughs> I really have to get back on the South Park bandwagon. You know, it's it's just it's good for your soul to watch that show. Lift your spirits. Is he the one that fights all the time? I thought this was America, or is that yeah, the other yeah, kid? That, that, yeah, he's that's done him? that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought this was America. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Takes off his shirt and fights someone. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Early this morning, though, I did catch an example of how even the very best of us can make an on-air mistake. CBS News. I'm Steve Futterman in Los Angeles. We should be celebrating our sexuality. It's a blessing. He was the creator of a billion-dollar empire built around beautiful women displaying their bodies. Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy magazine, died here in L.A. last night. He was 51. (laughs) He hasn't been 51 since disco was king. (laughs) Yeah, he was 51 when Carter was president. That's incredible. Yeah. By the way, way, I did visit the Playboy Mansion once, back in the 70s. Really? You visited the Playboy Mansion? Yes. 
Hef was not there, but the place was amazing. I remember one of the things I was most impressed with, and you're probably thinking something else, I was most impressed with the peacocks. There were peacocks roaming all over the lawns. They had a zoo there as well. They had giraffes, monkeys, other beasts. Huh. It was, uh, you know, pre-Michael Jackson, or maybe that inspired Michael Jackson and his uh, I'd, zoo. I'd appreciate it if you would call them pea birds. I don't appreciate that obscene name they have. Judge Roy Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I'm the rootinist. I'm the tootinist. <laughs> Shoot sodomy. That's the bumper sticker. That's right. Uh, Shoot uh, sodomy in the belly. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, September 28th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Here's the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Important work to be done. Let's do it at Mark. Okay, next one. Come on, get calling, Stan. Dad, come on. We all get your point, but don't you think you're overdoing it? You have to overdo it in today's society, Stan. You can't be nuanced and subtle anymore, or else critics go, Wow, what was the point of that? Hi, Francis Melman? Hey, how are you, you f***ing racist? (laughs) (laughs) He was going through the phone book calling everybody in Columbus, Ohio, because they live in a racist town. (laughs) That's nice. hilarious. Beautiful. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump tax reform. <laughs> tax reform, front and center. We have new health concerns about coffee, mugs, and Hef Remembered. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Guinea. Uh, how does the mailbag look? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's got some interesting stuff. Uh, and we have a major... What do you? How do you say this? Is it, is it, is it, we have a major. No, I still can't come up. <laughs> we, uh, we have a major scandal erupting in the NFL. Oh yeah! Insider oh, yeah. information. It's going to bring the league to its knees. Sean, this is going to blow your mind. Oh, that's right. They're already on one <laughs> knee. They're going to bring the league to its other knee. <laughs> this is going to blow your mind. This is big time stuff. This I is like heard this. This is like makes national news stuff. Oh yeah. Huge. And we're breaking it. Yeah, you got to stay tuned for that coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, and we so we've got this, like, earth-shattering NFL story for you. Scandal behind the scenes that is going to blow your mind. There are people being threatened to keep it quiet. Uh, but we're not afraid of your threats. Man, we can't reveal our source, or, or he, he'd probably, well, he'd definitely be in trouble. We're calling him Deep Snapper. Or maybe, oh, that's right, it's Long Snapper, isn't it? Is that the term? Right, right. Uh, deep, uh, deep route. Him or her might be a woman. But on the subject of the NFL needing, turns out uh, some of the hashtags going around on Twitter were started by the Russians to fan the flames of that whole story over the weekend. Is that right? Yeah, a couple of, I think, three of the big hashtags were started by the Russians. Wow, an interception by Vlad Putin. And he takes it to the house. The young cornerback from Moscow. Amazing. Mailbag. You know, it's funny. The the very theme of the delightful South Park clip that young Sean played us was false accusations. And we begin mailbag. With what is surely a scurrilous and false accusation toward none other than your genial host, me, Joe Getty. Well, that's unfortunate. Patrick in San Jose, who is a man who cannot and should not be trusted. His subject is Joe Drops an S-Bomb. Wednesday's show, 9 o'clock. 
Four minutes, 16 seconds in. He's talking about Debbie Stabenow's chances against Kid Rock. Uh, Joe drops an S-bomb. K-O-S-Y-S-P-M-D-B. Keep on sneaking those S-bombs past Michael. I think I remember this because I was horrified at the time. What? Yeah. I'm not dropping S-bombs. I thought maybe you did and I just moved on. Well, I'm not... I'm not dropping... I don't drop S-bombs on the show. I would notice it if I dropped an S-bomb. I thought maybe you just moved on. After all these bitter, bitter years of the humiliation of doing this show, I would notice (laughs) if I accidentally swore. We, Sean, have you found the clip? Yes, I have. All right. We are going to assemble a panel. Don't be scared, Sean, because I don't drop (laughs) S-bombs. Everyone who works on the show will be the panel of judges, the Supreme Court of S-bombs. Be scared, because if the FCC comes down, you will take the fall for it, Sean. (laughs) Oh, please. We're the host, so we can't. We've already filled out those forms. (laughs) Uh, Sean, if you would play the clip in question. Oh, no, my computer's acting on its own. Talking about working class people in their lives? I mean, she. I don't know. I don't think she has a chance. Any chance? No, 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 no. That was the moment. I remember it. No, no. My headphones were cutting in and out. That is not an S-bomb. I thought... Oh, my God, Joe just said, shit. All right. Like he's Judge Roy Moore or something. Play it one more time. (laughs) Oh, oh, my computer, it's doing it again. Talking about working class people in their lives? I mean, she, I don't know. I I don't think she is. So if that's not an S-bomb, what is it? All right, number one. (laughs) I I, I think I get to speak in my defense before the panel of judges rules. First of all. Try not to cuss while you're doing it. (laughs) First of all, I'm not from Alabama. I'm from Chicago. If I'm... I'm going to use the S-bomb, it's one syllable, like ship. It's not she-ip, okay? I was obviously saying she-it, she-it, and then I decided to move on from the thought because I have so many thoughts. My mind is like a flowering garden. And so I decided to go from one flower and not the other one. I did Your Honor, I throw myself on the mercy of the court. All right, now there will be a vote of the judges. Jack S. Bomber, no, your vote. I'm assume- guilty or not guilty. I'm assuming it wasn't based on the look on your face, but at the time <laughs> I thought I think he just did, and let's just keep talking. <laughs> so is that a guilty or not guilty? I'm assuming not guilty again by the look on your face, but at the time I did think you that you had. Michael uttered, uttered an oath, as they say. <laughs> In Hardy Boys books. Um, I, I at the time I thought it could be, but I was comfortable in my chair, so I didn't want to reach over and hit the delay. So <laughs> No, it, it wasn't one. I, I knew it. It was not. Well, I've already been acquitted, unless Marsha wants to run in here. Uh, positive, Sean? Uh, the, the my brain is a flowering garden defense was very compelling to me. <laughs> I, I, I acquitted. Not guilty. Yeah, not guilty. She, uh, that's a good way to say it, though, if you're going to say it. So I, 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 I took a ship all the way to England. I don't talk like that, ladies and gentlemen of the so jury. So what, what if I had said that, would you have assumed? Because I, I often will say it I'd, that I'd, way. I'd, I'd, I'd report you. <laughs> to whoever you report that sort Dear of thing Dear FCC, <laughs> I was shocked. Uh, Marshall? I uh, listened to that very, very carefully several times now, and I would say it was a regionalism. Uh, I do not believe that you attempted to uh, say a, a, a bad word. Uh, an unspeakable word. Yes, a word that would scar the yes. ears of all listening. Indeed. You Indeed. <laughs> a word that, from my understanding, curses all those who hear it. It is a curse right. word. Yeah, and that's, right. the, that's the crazy thing about obscenities. <laughs> yeah. That is the crazy. It's a collection of sounds. Everybody's going to be okay. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean it's a good idea. It doesn't mean you want to hear it all the time. You certainly don't want to hear it with your youngsters. 
course, this show isn't designed for youngsters, but all right. So I've been acquitted, thank God. Although I will grant you, it sure sounds like I said the S word. Well, don't worry. I fixed my computer. It's not acting on its own anymore. Oh, good. Thank God for that. If you were going to invent the world, invent society, invent language, and you said, we should have one collection of sounds that everybody's horrified by, and if anybody says it, they're in trouble. Why would we do that? that so makes you no know sense. they're extra mad. <laughs> okay. I'm so angry, I'm stepping outside. You want a free service to keep our... I'm stepping outside the bounds of normal speech. But that Listen should, to this. But that should be something you lose your job over? Nah, I don't know. Moving along, Frank with a nice note on Russia, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Jack, Joe, I'm hoping Russia will destroy Facebook and Twitter, so we have to start talking to our neighbors again. Your friend Frank. The hashtag boycott the NFL, stand for the anthem, and take a knee, they believe, were started by the Russians. Wow. And they're really popular over the weekend. Wow. Shut up. Hashtag shut up, Vlad. Uh, you know, I was contemplating this note from Frank about uh, we'd have to talk to our neighbors again, and I was picturing when the power goes out and everybody wanders out their front door, your power out? Yeah, mine too. And you end up talking to your neighbors and you realize, wow, they're really nice people. And, and it, it's great. You know, back in the day, well, maybe we had power, but there was nothing entertaining we could do with right. it. You know, three channels, crappy stuff on, we were tired of Pong, et cetera, when that came along. And I do miss that. I really do miss that. I'll have to retell the story of my fraternity that I lived in in college someday. Um, I think it's it's really uh, it's powerful. It's powerful and it's moving. Let's see. X-Fag. Here's a note from Gus. Your mind is like a flowering garden. Some say that. Dear Armstrong and Getty, sorry to have left your show because there are several parts of it and people that I enjoy. However, I can no longer take... Okay. Another guessing game. <laughs> Is it our being too hard on Trump or too pro-Trump? I was going to guess it was the cannibal segment because we got a lot of complaints about that. Really? Yeah. I never would have guessed that. Huh. Uh, I can no longer take your elitist, smug, progressive insults to President Trump. Who had anti-Trump? You're a winner. It started during the campaign when one of you repeatedly called him crazy. This behavior persisted through the inauguration. A few days ago, in which a, I attended, right in a whiny elitist tone, he described he he was decried as a deranged adolescent because he called the deranged leader of North Korea Rocket Man. You no longer deserve to be titled patriot. You have become progressive. Hmm. Well, you and I need to fight now, Gus. If you're talking about me, I don't recall who said that, but I'm sorry you feel that way. That's uh, tough, you know. We took a we took a Twitter poll over the weekend on the football thing, and it was split exactly fifty fifty. And I'm thinking if if Sean Han- our peeps, yeah, I'm thinking if Sean Hannity did that, or Rush Limbaugh, or Rachel Maddow, their 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 poll would be more like ninety ten. Yeah, one side or the other. Ours was exactly fifty fifty. Yeah. You know, I wish people wouldn't take things so so uh, personally, but you know, Gus, I hope you wander on back because we will miss you. Uh, it's a very literate and uh, and and sincere note. I appreciate its tone, sir. Of course, you didn't hear that because you'll never listen again. Uh, pop facts from Bobby in Portland. Do they have marijuana in Portland? I'll be damned. Uh, Joe, unlike you, I inhaled at the party. And then he sends along one of those uh, amusing emojis that seems to indicate he doesn't believe me. Hmm, how troubling. Full disclosure, I still inhale almost daily. Pot, the really strong stuff, is prescribed as a sleep aid. So in your world, Joe Getty, a doctor, gives you something 
that you said can double your heart rate as a sleep aid? Where are you getting this? Every time I tell my doctor uh, that I smoke pot or any doctor, he or she will say, okay, and they move on to the next. They pay it no heed. For the record, your show is amazing to listen to with a few beers in a bowl. That's a good Lord, Bobby. Take a look at yourself. Uh, that's Bobby in uh, Portland. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I. Uh, do doctors warn anything? Or, oh, I wonder. <clears throat> I wonder if the current climate. You don't because pot's so like the hot, cool thing. But do they ever question people if somebody says it? Because if you if you mention you drink, they ask how much. Mm-hmm. And and their idea of what's too much is ridiculously low, in my opinion. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, Which is why I've fought so many doctors. Do they say that anything about pot at all? Yeah. The, do they I, say how much do you smoke? Well, that's probably too much, like they do with drinking. Uh, I've talked to doctors about that, and and it's not good for you to smoke. It's not good for you to smoke anything. Um, And so they talk to their, I think some do. I don't know. It's tough to get good, consistent information on the physiological effects of the pot. Uh, it's it's really inconsistent on the web. If you go to the web and and ask, you know, what's what's the, you know, how does Visine work? You get pretty consistent answers. Uh, what happens to me when I smoke pot? If I have this condition, that but it's, it's pretty inconsistent. Um, let's see. Oh, this is this is really good. Ah, oh, we're, we're out of time. Interesting. And now in the year 2017, your doctor will roll his eyes when you say you smoke pot, but ask you if you have a gun in your house. Right. Yeah. Uh, great. Really, really good note from Phil in San Francisco. We'll get to in a little bit. Um, looks like somebody trolled Hugh Hefner's Wikipedia page last night, writes uh, <laughs> James. <laughs> a couple of things. Number one, it says he fought in the porn wars. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, wasn't World War Three over porn? It started because one senator banned sodomy, right? And it also says Hefner died while having sex with twins at his home in Beverly Hills, uh, blah, 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 age of 91. Go to Ben. Uh, yeah, who thought that was the only way they could get ahead in their careers. And then this is not the least bit entertaining, but I'm going to read it because I want to, as Michael plays the jaunty bumper music. Thank you for finally covering the CalPERS pension theft. That's your uh, California public employees' uh, retirement system. And it is theft. These people were promised an amount of money based on a fictional 8% return when they were barely getting a half percent return. The double books were uncovered. You should report on that again. The bureaucrats who did it belong in jail. The beneficiaries should get the amount of the actual return. Like uh, those of us in the private sector, problem solved by facing reality, uh, etc. And then, uh, but of course, the taxpayers were sold the whole idea based on 8% returns, and now we're on the hook for hundreds of billions of dollars in unfunded pension liabilities. corrupt fornia So when do you want to do the uh, blow the lid off the NFL story? We have Bill O'Reilly on the show at what time? 7.04, wow. I'm told. Bill uh, O'Reilly. That's correct. Why don't that's we do, guess. uh, mm, golly, mm. I don't know, 7 o'clock hour. I think we ought to get to it. Yeah, we gotta get to it sooner rather than right late. after below. Okay, unless you want to we'll do, do it before. Live. I think. Uh, how about forty-seven? Let's. All right, we'll do it in the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, stay tuned. It's it's a big. It could ruin the NFL if it's true and it comes out. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack and Joe are getting the final details from Deep Snapper. No, Long Snapper or Deep Route. 
on the deep route. They, they were go. just talking to their source, yep. getting the, the final details on this NFL scandal. And uh, now we have the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, Donald Trump continuing to push for tax reform, tweeting this morning, Democrats don't want massive tax cuts. How does that win elections? Great reviews for tax cut and reform bill exclamation point. I'm very disappointed in USA Today's top of the fold cover story. Trump would reap millions in tax plan. Oh, for that, God's yeah, that's, sake. That's just the, okay, businessmen can't be president angle of politics. Right, yes. The people who pay lots and lots of taxes would save if we're cutting taxes. God, that is some populist nonsense yeah, right it's there. it's just false. Everybody knows Trump doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> Show us your returns, Mr. Oh, President. Turn off his microphone. Turn it off. In his speech in Indiana yesterday, the president called the reform plan revolutionary. We want tax reform that is pro-growth, pro-jobs, pro-worker, pro-family, and yes, tax reform that is pro-American. Trump telling the crowd as well. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity, and I guess it's probably something I could say that I'm very good at. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Probably should have started with this. Yeah. Not, not the health care thing. That probably would have been a really good idea. Why am I talking out of the side of my mouth? I need some tape to Chuck freaking Schumer uh, uh, against this. And, oh, okay, we've got some of it. we got Pelosi. I got Nancy right here. I, 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 the, 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 the hypocrisy, the disingenuousness is just, it's world record setting. It's a, a, an astonishing feat in hypocrisy. Here we go with Nancy. It will explode the deficit, adding trillions of dollars to the deficit. Is a swindle of the American people selling the same blueprint the failed trickle-down Bush tax cuts for the rich did that did not create jobs. Pelosi going on to say about the GOP plan. Behind Republicans' vague framework and deceptive math, the American people find a billionaire's billionaire's first tax plan that fails the middle class. God, she can barely get through her her ridiculous lies. She's so incoherent at this point. Listen. Really? the, The idea that Nancy Pelosi would be worried about the deficit after she and Barack Obama ran up $10 trillion in debt from 10 to 20 trillion dollars in national debt is an obscenity. She ought to be dragged out of the the, the halls of Congress and and tried and, and and immediately jailed for that s. Well, unfortunately it goes up under every administration, uh but it doubled under Barack Obama. The, doubled. That's we doubled the national debt. And Chuck Schumer, we got to get Chuck Schumer talking about how you know well his his message is essentially the government knows what to do with your money you don't he was saying how do we know what the companies or the people will do with this money we don't know none of your business we can't claim that they'll create jobs so his understand his stance and some of y'all ain't uh, successful at this point. You're, you're, you're growing. Maybe you, you've devoted your life to something other than making your money. Some of you will be successful in the future. Understand what Chuck Schumer is saying. He's saying, I'm going to take your money by force because I know how to use it better than you. Um, I want to get into this more later, hopefully talking to some smart people, but I really want to have time for our explosive NFL breaking story that nobody in the nation has but us. It's very exciting. All right, lastly, Playboy founder Hugh Hefner, dead at the age of 91. He passed away from natural causes yesterday at the Playboy Mansion. 
first published Playboy in 1953. 53? 1953. Wow, damn near the 40s. Yes. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Since then, the magazine with its iconic bunny logo has grown into one of the most recognizable brands in the world promoting the Playboy lifestyle. Did it have boobs? The Playboy philosophy is, makes a case for life as a celebration with a suggestion that there is more to life than simply a bale of tears. That life should be lived with a little style. I think there is no single answer to happiness. And I think that uh, the expression different strokes for different folks is really true. Now come over here and stroke this, is what he would say. So life is a veil of tears unless you're staring at 19-year-olds naked? <laughs> no, uh, but that I helps. I agree with that. Huh? It no, helps. that helps. <laughs> Plus he had that guy uh, who followed him around his entire career playing sad piano. Right. <laughs> that was another one of his trademarks. Yes. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The, the man spent an overwhelming majority of his adult life in silk pajamas and a boat captain's hat. He is an icon. <laughs> God, that must have been rough for those girls the last couple of decades. Oh. Oh. Yes, a minute. I mean, the Viagra hasn't kicked in yet. Well, you know, he married his last wife when he was 86. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. He stayed young till the end, Marshall. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is a scandal. If it's true, and we have it on pretty decent authority that it is, this is one hell of a scandal with the NFL. Could ruin the league. What are we talking about? It involves the whole kneeling thing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. On the world is ending beat... In addition to hurricanes, earthquakes, and volcanoes, gonorrhea has become drug-resistant, and they've discovered a new giant rat. So we'll get to both of those stories. <laughs> and we have Bill O'Reilly. Remember him? Fox News host? Very popular. Run out of his job. Coming up at about 7.04. we got to grab that uh, big old rat by its hairless tail, dip it in a vat of gonorrhea, and release it in North Korea. There huh? you go. A super weapon. Excellent plan. That's my plan. That's the Getty plan. That's right. So I'm quoting from the San Jose Mercury News. Talking about what each NFL team during uh, did during Sunday's national anthem during these troubled and divided times. The entire offensive line of the Oakland Raiders, the only line in the NFL made up entirely of African-American players, was joined by virtually the entire team in kneeling or sitting during the anthem. And one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, we understand, which is oh, yeah. key to this story. Oh, yeah. They are amazingly effective. Derek Carr was sacked once last year? It's an amazingly seldom. I mean, they did not let Derek Carr get tackled until he got his leg broken. Anyway, um, I've studied the photographic evidence. There were a couple of black guys on the team who were not sitting, but virtually the entire team was sitting. Head coach Jack Del Rio was standing. Quarterback Derek Carr standing. While his offensive line was kneeling. And the offensive line reportedly had led the whole we're going to sit thing. Football fans may be ahead of us now. The offensive line protects the quarterback. The original plan, by the way, was to stay in the locker room, but the NFL said no because the schedule were kicking off right after the anthem, so you have to go out. So the offensive line said, we're going to sit. So Derek Carr, who was never sacked last year, was sacked four times by the Redskins back-to-back on the second series 
offensive series of the Raiders. The first series, he, he threw almost immediately an interception. So that series was over before it began. So for the first full series, he was sacked twice, back-to-back plays. Also, three times the extremely dependable never-does-this center, the guy who snaps the ball to the quarterback, snapped it before Carr was ready. Three times. He hiked it, as the kids say, into Carr's knees before he was supposed to. I think you're guessing where this is going. We have some insider information that this was not an accident. Indeed. A quote from one of the gentlemen on the offensive line from our source, Deep Route. He wants to stand alone. Speaking of Derek Carr, he can stand alone on the field. So so the Raiders offensive line threw Derek Carr, not under the bus, but under the behemoths of the Washington Redskins, for not sitting with them or kneeling with them. If you're fans of the original Longest Yard with uh, Burt Reynolds, you'll remember this sort of thing happening. They allowed him to get sacked because he thought he might get out of prison early for it. Mm. Um, uh, and it took him a long time to uh, win the trust back of his offensive line. <laughs> well, you're, if this is true, if this story is true, you've got an animosity between a white quarterback and a black offensive line that you can't fix well, very not- easily. And oh. the league is just going to completely break down ab- along racial lines. Now, this is getting into paranoia. And the fan oh, go base. Ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and the whole country. Right. Right. So is it a one-time punishment? Have they gotten together and talked to each other? Or are the black guys on the team not going to block for the white guys? At least for one game, that seems to have been a message that was sent. Maybe it was brief. Maybe it was, all right, we're going to let him get hit a couple times, see if he gets the message. All right, it's over. We shake hands and move on. But we don't know. This is getting a little into paranoiaville, but Deep Route said there were a couple, there were a handful of dropped passes by some of the African-American guys on the team that were, like, really weird. Like, that guy doesn't drop that ball. That happens in the NFL sure. all the time. All the time. The, he just thought, at the time, he thought, boy, that was a weird drop. And then the other stuff came out. Yeah, so according to our contact, people uh, close to the team recognized something weird was going on, and then the quote that someone heard and... uh See, I don't, I, I don't know. We don't know if this is true, but if it is true, the NFL has got a huge problem. Or they could. Well, they absolutely have a huge risk. They have a huge danger warning uh, buzzer going off right now. Because if this happens on the Raiders, it could happen on any team as different decisions are made, as teams are divided. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was the first guy to say to his team, look, we all have to decide what we're going to do and all we got to do it because this has the potential of being extremely divisive. And he was absolutely right on that. Now, one more point for you. You're thinking, oh, guys, come on now. You're paranoid. This is, this is not happening. Even Although that quote is from an extremely reliable source that he wants to stand alone. He can stand alone on the field. A reporter got wind of this. One reporter. And asked a team official about this and was told, if you report on this, you will be blackballed. You will get no access to the Oakland Raiders. Period. Your career following or or reporting on the Raiders will be done if you report on this. I can see why you would go with that heavy-handed a threat, because if this becomes a story, 
if anybody can nail it down and it becomes a story, the NFL has got a huge, huge, huge problem. Because then once again, players are going to start taking sides and you could end up with this happening with other teams. And then it's just full on racial division. Plus, I'm thinking if you're the quarterback and you feel like they might let you get hit, you could die. <laughs> you certainly could end up. You certainly could end up not being able to play ever again. Certainly, you get yeah. blindsided because somebody <laughs> decides I'm going to let this guy go. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you got your back turned. You, what do you think, Sean? Think this is a big deal if it's true? If it's true, that's that is incredibly scandalous. Oh, yeah, I'd but, say. I'm struggling to put the pieces together, but it, I, yeah, if, if true, that's, that's a big deal. I'm telling you, I talked to Deep Route, and Deep Route said, one of the guards said, he wants to stand alone, he can stand alone on the field. Yeah, one of the linemen has come out and denied it, but of course they're going to deny it publicly. You, you wouldn't come out, oh yeah, 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 that's what we did, but I mm. Um, mm. Bill O'Reilly coming up. Going to talk to him. He's got a new book out, and we got to ask him about the current state of Fox News, and I suppose the president. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll do it live!